Looking for a vacation that actually feels like a good movie? Well, look no more. With Carnival Cruise Line, it's all up to you. You can kick back or dive right into the fun. Paddleboard in the crystal clear waters of one of Carnival's exclusive destinations, Half Moon Key in the Bahamas. Take an ATV ride through the jungle or just relax on white sandy Caribbean beaches. The fun continues on ship from a ride on Bolt roller coaster to a moment of pure bliss at Cloud Nine Spa. Kick off the evening with a craft cocktail at any of Carnival's dazzling bars and lounges and take your pick of restaurants from surf and turf to family-style Italian. Then settle in for an evening of live entertainment. So pack those bags, but be sure to leave room for a few unforgettable memories because no one does fun like Carnival. Book your dream vacation at Carnival.com. Ships Registry, The Bahamas, and Panama. Your spring is about to get a whole lot more power with the Home Depot. Get gas-like power for mowing, trimming, and blowing with the RYOBI 18-volt OnePlus system starting at just $89. Mowing power that can take on a third of an acre with one charge. Trimming power with up to two hours of runtime and blower power with 110 miles per hour of clearing force all on one interchangeable battery. Get the cordless gas-like power for the entire lawn with the RYOBI 18-volt OnePlus system only at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. At Sport Clips Haircuts, they hairdo like no one else hair does. That's because not only is it the home of champion haircuts, but they've also made relaxing and unwinding the name of the game. With the MVP haircut experience, your haircut gets turned up a notch. That's right, because the MVP is more than just a haircut. It's a spa day for your hair follicles. It's a seven pressure point massaging shampoo along with a perfectly steamed towel all while your favorite sports play on the tv you can want it all and have it all at sport clips it's a game changer it's like stand by me meets mac and me meets alien during john carpenter's the thing and when you put all that together you get a big old mess and shit aliens we saw Dreamcatcher, so you know what that means now it's time for Hello, people of Earth, and welcome to How Did This Get Made? I'm your host, Paul Shear, joined as always by Jason Manzukas. How are you, Jason? I'm all right, Paul. I uh, am all right. I am upset that June is still on oh. uh, maternity leave. I am. I wa- I watched this movie last <laughs> night the entire time, being like, "Oh, I wish June was going to be there to try and make sense of." Oh, this. It, this movie. I mean, the wig work alone, uh, and it would <laughs> would have really uh, really taken her down a path. Um, but we have some amazing guests today uh, to talk about this movie, and I am glad that they're here. Uh, Please welcome our, our first guest, our returning, our returning How Did This Get Made all-star from episode five, uh, Drive Angry. Uh, you know this guy. He uh, writes on amazing shows uh, like The Walking Dead and, and Leftovers and The Bastard Executioner and Narcos. He just recently sold a show to FX. Please welcome Curtis Gwynn. Hi. How you doing? I, I'm, well, gl- I'm flattered that you see people would, would know me. Like, <laughs> TV writers are so well known. No, no, no. They would know you from episode five of How Did This Get yeah, Made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, so you're, the listeners you're to this all- podcast, <laughs> yeah. that's what they, that's what you're they care all-star. about. You're an all-star. You're on a Nick Cage episode, a classic episode. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And, and someone who 
I want to say right before we started recording, said that he has read this book and watched this movie three times. That's right. Well, That's right. I was excited to bring you to this because I thought, I was like, oh, if there's somebody that could really talk about this movie, it will be Curtis. And <laughs> I'm glad it, uh, it worked out here. We also have another guest joining us today. Uh, she's awesome. Uh, hilariously funny. Uh, she has a brand new ABC digital show called Serious Music. You've seen her on uh, Comedy Bang Bang, the UCB show, and Party Over Here. Please welcome Jessica McKenna. Oh, hi. Hi. I'm really excited to ask you about that middle time you saw Dreamcatcher. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. I'm excited. Got to see the theater. I should refresh for this podcast. What's the middle time? <laughs> the middle time is, the I feel like, the one where, where you're like, you know, I'm going to try and make sense of yeah. this. Well, I, I did see the second. The middle time really was, I said it before we came in, you know, that I had let, locked myself out of my apartment in New York City. <laughs> so I had actually seen it. Right. By my own volition. Then a week later, locked myself out of my apartment, went across the stage of the movie theater and was like, middle of the day, it was the, like the oh only thing that, yeah. and I rewatched it. <laughs> so you saw it twice? You in one paid, week. You one paid week. to see it <laughs> yeah. twice in like one week. Like $10, $11. But by the way, I would see this twice in the theater just because I rewound it many times going, what am I watching? And even oh, yeah. when I tried to break down the plot, I was like, okay, so this is about, and again, just for you who've not seen it yet, I'll kind of... We'll this get is in, a we're mashup get into it. of all the Stephen King stories. That's I think. right. Yes. Yeah. I think it's all of them like crumbled into one. So basically, if you were to really peel away all the layers of it, you would say an alien attack in a small town during a blizzard and four friends with psychic powers have to defeat it. I mean, that is, if you're, I mean, we're, that is the most. But it has, yeah. yes. Yeah. But there's also the added, um, the added Stephen Kingian kind of thing, which is these kids, the, these men, because it's it's four like grown men. It's Jason yeah. Lee, it's um, Homeland, it's Timothy, <laughs> Timothy Oliphant, Tim yeah. Oliphant, and um, who's the fourth? Thomas Jane. Uh, Thomas Jane. Oh, Tom Jane. Oh God, Tom Jane Punisher. Um, so it, it's those four guys, but you flash back to when they're kids a lot, and so they've been being groomed by another alien who's on Earth. To prepare for the alien invasion, it. That's which right. they don't know. Yeah. Well, so there's also this kind of predestination kind of kids well, are meant to. But I, I, I will argue with the main theory of that because when you bring in uh, Morgan Freeman's character, which we should get into, oh, but God. <laughs> he said so many people in this movie. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Let's just see, uh, just again to say at the top of this. Amazing people in this movie. Yeah. Like, I mean, this movie is. Uh, it's a Lawrence well, Kasdan. Movie. Yeah, yeah. What I was yeah. going to say was, it's not just an amalgam of of the hodgepodge of Stephen King stuff. It's also a hodgepodge of the other two components of this: uh, Lawrence Kasdan and uh, William Goldman. Yes. Was, yeah. I mean, William uh, William Goldman wrote the original script, and and um, apparently. I read interviews with Lawrence Kasdan where he, he basically just brushed it off, and then I read that William Goldman's involvement in it, and William Goldman's a fucking legend. Yeah. And then Stephen King also was like, yeah, Goldman turned in a draft, and uh, like Larry rewrote it. You know, Larry punched it up. But you can see it, it is like it is it or Stranger Things with the big chill. I mean, yes, that is yes. why Lawrence Kasdan was like, I can make this. Oh, yeah. Even though he never and, did horror. And it, and it, well, I think it, and it fails on a couple of levels there too, because it's not scary. It's not like, it's like there's a, there's a moment or two of like, gr it's gross. Yeah, it's definitely gross. It's real gross. Yeah. 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 Um, but it's, but it also, it feels very dated. It feels like a little, um, like when you, there's a, it feels 
for this movie came out in 2003 and it feels like if this if you said this came out in like 1990 yes. oh, yes. you would have yeah. been like oh yeah of course the only like, thing that that makes it 2003 is that the effects are better yeah you know well, what I mean well, like it, stuff it, looks okay it's extremely 90 I mean again look at the three people at the top of the ticket here Lawrence Caston <laughs> oh, yeah. William Goldman and there Stephen are King. wipes yeah <laughs> there are wipes <laughs> all over this movie yeah I couldn't believe it I, I was stymied by that. In a way, I admire it because it really is a project of like people who could do anything and get. You know, the the budget was something like sixty five million dollars. Yeah, I was gonna say it's got to be a huge yeah, budget. Sixty eight yeah. million dollars. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and you know, Stephen King um, at the time he was doing he was like very pro Dreamcatcher, and he hadn't done press for any movies. Like in twenty years, he hated his movies. He was like, "This movie is great." And really? He, and he did massive press tours for it. Which he never he did. Sold the rights to it for one dollar, I think, because he wanted to really make this movie. No, that's his thing. He is, always okay. sells everything. Oh, for a okay, okay. Um, but is, he, but he now, yeah. two years ago, he said, "Oh, I, I." He had just suffered. He had just been hit by a car. Oh yeah, yeah. Stephen King, and he almost wow. di- he almost died. Well, just like. Exactly. Well, that's why he wrote that. Yeah, he wrote that in because this is what he wrote. The first thing he wrote, Longhand. Longhand, he said, completely on Oxycontin. Whoa. (laughs) And that he hates it. That he thinks it's terrible. He goes, oh, that's awful. Just awful. By the way, like, like, (laughs) that makes sense. That makes sense that this was written entirely on Oxycontin Oxycontin because it is. And after a trauma. (laughs) Yes. It is a jumble of nonsense. Well, is this yeah. like the book? Is the movie? Is this very uh, huge? I would close say to the book? that for a ninety, the book is over six hundred pages. Yeah, wow. So it's a real like, that is epic an Stephen King yeah. book. It, the book is now look again. I am a massive Stephen King fan. I couldn't be any bigger. I love William Goldman, and I really like Lawrence Kasdan a lot. Sure. I, I yeah. love these people, so it hurts me to say, but it, it was crap. I mean, the book was huh. brutally bad and um, repetitive. And one of the only reasons I went to see the movie the first time is because he makes reference uh, to it. I was going to ask oh, you I'm about so this. Sorry. No, no, this is perfect. Which is yeah. one of my favorite books ever. Where, who does and when? Stephen King, late in in at the in the climax of Dreamcatcher in the book, not in the movie. Oh, 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 okay. He makes reference to it. There's like a so they take place in the same right. universe. universe. Meaning. They take they take place in the same town. Well, Whoa. yeah, it's oh, in Derry, Maine, and they were saying that in the movie, I believe there is uh, a couple like little throws to it, which is like there's. Um, they, they think there's like a Pennywise lives on like a sign at one point, not oh, heavily wow. featured. Uh, but also, uh, but here's a question I had, and this is I, I, my bad memory of it. Is the name of Pennywise also Mr. Gray as well, or is that like the I think so. Okay, all right, all right. No. Okay, then that was my. Unless, unless there's a bigger Stephen King nerd. Wait, than is Pennywise an alien? No. Well, you think of it as in. Uh, Lovecraftian terms. Okay. He's sort of a, it could potentially be an interstellar sort of cosmic. Okay. Uh, All right. Uh, like a, some sort of celestial Interdimensional yes. creature that uh, personifies evil. Um, wow. <laughs> Sounds scary. We, we have not yet really started to talk about the movie. And, oh. and the fact is like, yeah, go ahead, Paul. I was going to say, uh, also just another thing about the Stephen King book, uh, just to, to even get, like the original title of this book was called Cancer. Yeah. Whoa. Uh, and it and it was written because and this is a quote I have uh, from Stephen King about it. It was uh, you. You talked to Stephen King. I got him on the phone <laughs> real, real quick. Um, 
And I do want Blake to talk to him. No, I, I, he might be able to. He said the whole reason for writing the novel was the scene where the guy shits out the alien. And that's the scene that became the driving force of the book. And by the way, spoiler alert, the guy shits out an alien. Uh, <laughs> and if you think that's the only time an alien comes out of someone's ass, you're wrong. <laughs> he said, so he said, you know, the idea used to be the ultimate taboo was what's behind the bedroom door. And he's like, the new taboo is what's behind the bathroom door. Because most people now realize that they have cancer in bathrooms when they find blood in their stool. And he felt like that is the oh, new wow. terrifying experience. That's so dark. <laughs> but I also feel like cancer as a title would make more sense than Dreamcatcher, which is just an offhand moment where they're like, Dud, it's we made this in arts and crafts. Yeah. <laughs> I have no and this is and this is now so let's get into I this. I couldn't movie. understand Dreamcatcher at all. Guys. We haven't talked about anything. <laughs> Oxycontin's a hell of a drug, man. <laughs> like now, like the memory house ex- ma- makes so much more sense right now. Yeah. All of the storylines are all over. Oh, I don't even so know how you want to start. you have, well, let's like try to break it down. Like you meet these four guys who all have psychic powers. Like we have a therapist who can read minds. We have a, a guy who works in an auto dealership who helps people find their keys. We have a guy who's a, a drunk. What's Tom Jane's pa- pa- power? Uh, he's a psychic. He yeah. can read minds. Oh, okay. Oh, no, not Tom Jane. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Damien uh, Lewis. Yeah, what's Damien Lewis's Why power? does Damien Lewis have this memory? Like, do they all have this? Like, they have it, They do say we all got one, but he's the only one who who's seems like to Who's, like, cultivated it. it. Yeah. yeah. They were like, you remember he used to talk about this all the time, his memory house? Yeah. But he can hear other people's thoughts, too. When he's about to cross the street, he says to the guy next to him, what'd you say? Yeah. So, and I think they all can connect with each other. Yeah, because right. when they're kids, they're all t- telepathically yeah. talking to each other. Right. And it was the, given to them by this, uh, by this mentally handicapped child yeah, they come. It, the, the, Duddits. The movie. This is this. This this happens <laughs> in the movie. <laughs> this happens in the movie. The movie begins. We introduce are introduced to the four men in their independent lives. Yes, and they all are kind of calling each other to check in. They're gonna go blah 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 visit Duddits or whatever. This one is of so- them's casually about to kill himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tom Jane is a, a psychiatrist who yeah. is treating a patient. The patient leaves. He goes to his desk. This is in minute two. Pulls out a revolver, <laughs> yeah. puts it to his head. But can I say, just from a writing perspective, that <clears throat> that that's those are facts. What you just said. But what makes it really terrible <laughs> is that it is the opposite of. Look, I'm not a big save the cat guy per se. This Blake Snyder thing of mm-hmm. like the hero's guy. But these guys are terrible people. Um, the first guy, Thomas Jane, is like. You're a fat. He's yeah, like you're yeah. a fat. He's writing negative thing about his fat patient, and then he like drives this guy. And this poor guy is talking about the the, the opening monologue is about Carl's Jr. hamburger. Yes. yes, that's and, what the guy's well, in therapy for. Yeah, and then and then and then he he's awful to this guy, yep. and then he puts a gun to his head, and you're like. I don't, you're immediately like, I don't like, he's too handsome. Yep. Yeah. He's, he's got this gun against it. Fuck him. And I, I, I don't also even understand why. why these guys are all slightly, like, they seem broken, but yet you're like, oh, how did they become broken? Yeah. Me don't. That's why this is all lends to a book. Yeah. And not a movie, but the book is also terrible. So <laughs> what happens up? is that they, that you are introduced to all the guys and then, um, 
Oh, by the way, and I just want to say when you introduce, there's one moment in Damian Lewis that again we're talking about wipes, where he's like, <laughs> where he says something like bad to the. the and by wipes, we mean an edit yeah. that goes from left to right, like where Star one Wars scene, style, yes, Star Wars style, which is. Not something that is currently used no. As, no. as a way to end. And, and not, not in a story <laughs> that takes place on Earth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but they also did, I thought, like, in addition to the wipes, they did, like, a uh, an SNL, like, f- uh, frozen caveman lawyer kind of push in on Damian Lewis. Like, the camera's, like, to the left, and it's like, whoop, whoop. Like, yeah. it just, like, it goes across and pushes into his face. Can I also just say that, that we're struggling to piece it together in a movie, again, from the writing standpoint, where they specifically just say everything. Yes. Yeah. They just flat out, there's no subtext. Almost no, every text. line is exposition. The, yes. There's, like, a three-minute, and I'm going to play it later on, I think, a monologue that uh, <laughs> one of the characters does that is kind of talking to the audience, trying to sum up the entire movie to be like, it's an hour and 20 minutes in, but let me try to help you how out. Long, how long to? is this show? I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how much time? Do we have to do? They're, they're, somebody's gonna have to do a podcast about this podcast, <laughs> just because they're gonna be. Then they're gonna be like, guys, I'm 15 minutes into the podcast. They have not yet started to talk about the second flashback. Uh, All right, so it's because I, there are within the first five minutes, it goes three, six months in the future, and then 20 years in the past. Yeah. And it jumps around through time and then over an hour in introduces Morgan Freeman and Tom Sizemore as equally as important characters. Uh, 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 (laughs) (laughs) I I don't want to get ahead of it. How did this get made? made? We'll be going to the UK in March and April. Not just the UK. We're also going to Ireland. And you know what? I am excited to go overseas, but I realized that while I'm spending money over there, I could actually be making some money on the side over here by hosting my place. Now, let me tell you about hosting your place. It's something that you can do. It's available for everyone. While you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. Now, many people uh, host on Airbnb, but there are people who have never thought about it or didn't realize that their space could even be an Airbnb. I mean, hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and is a great way to earn some extra money. So if you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The big game, big mods. First date or first big break kit. Binge that new show or binge install vids. When you're a real car lover, the choice is obvious. With over 122 million parts to fit your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, turbochargers, LED headlights, exhaust kits, bumpers, roof racks, and engines. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has all the parts you need for the ride you love. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Today's episode is brought to you by Philo. I love Philo because Philo remembers when cable TV was affordable. Yes, Philo is the perfect thing for people who love TV and love saving money, which is me, which is you, which is everyone. Philo wants to be your TV solution. They have shows, movies, live TV, all of that for just 25 bucks a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassle, just a better way to watch TV. They have an unlimited DVR for one year. Plus, you can have multiple profiles and multiple streams. They've got movies on there like Kill Bill, Love Actually, Twilight, and you're never going to miss a minute of your favorite shows 
like Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, Friends, Golden Girls, SpongeBob, whatever you want, there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. Try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash bonkers. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash bonkers to get 50% off your first month. My first question is that we we meet uh, t- we meet uh, Damian Lewis, who is a teacher, a, a professor, a, a, yeah. professor, a pr- professor, a good guy professor. He's nice. J- uh, Jason Lee seems like an alcoholic. Uh, Thomas Jane is, and Jason Lee is like ta- the talking. worst character in a movie. Most hateable. He's full of <laughs> jargon and catchphrases that are preposterous. I was saying it was like watching Back to the Future 2 where they're trying to make words exist yes. that they don't. Like, <laughs> you Freddy, bojo. Fr- yeah. Yeah. Freddy, bite my bag. Crime and yeah. yeah, something bananas. Yeah. Um, it's all, it, it, you know what, it's almost like, like they were like, I want this character to be a newsie from the <laughs> yeah, 30s. Yeah. Well, this is very, that is very Stephen King. Yeah. And that stuff that is taken, it, yeah. when you read a Stephen King book, he always has characters that talk in that kind of like, yeah. I don't know, almost like 50s, but rough talk. Yeah. Um, and it works in his, for some reason, the tapestry that he weaves, you go, okay. You read the book and you're like, I accept this. Yes. Form of well, talking. this is the, this is how it this character is defined. Well, what? let's not let, let's take movie. a listen to one of my favorite parts: the fuckeries and fuckaroos. Oh boy! Uh, this again gives you a sense of this is the first time all of our guys are getting together in a cabin. We don't know why, and this is the kind of talking you're going to hear. Met some lady at Bingo. Went back to her place. Turned into a pretty nice fuckery, as opposed to a fuckero. Obviously. Well, I'll admit I've had perfectly good fuckeries turn into fuckeros in a flash. At Viagra. Viagra? I'm practically at full salute all day. You're remembering yourself in the fourth grade. What, you having wood problems? You haven't tried it, have you? Hell no. You won't believe it. You dropped that little blue bomb, your heart is a Louisville slugger for 12 hours. 12 hours? Talking to you, Stremsky. You don't have to need it to love it. So, so Jason Lee brought in <laughs> Kevin Smith for the day, right? To, 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 to do, do punch-up. Because that is like a clerk's scene. Yeah, that it's is crazy. so crazy. Honestly, as I was watching this scene, though, I was immune to how ridiculous he sounded because I was like, that's nice of him to be the one to cook dinner. <laughs> <laughs> you know that thing where you get a vacation home with your friends? You're no. like, who's going to really like take this mantle? And I was like, whoa, he's got his own recipe. He's got two different hot sauces. Oh, my God. Way to step up to the plate, Beaver. His name is Beaver. 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 That's his name. Yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. So we don't know why these guys are broken. We don't know why they're all in a cabin together. They sh- They come they- every, they've been coming for 20 years. Jason Lee puts physical notches in a cabin I have to assume they don't own, um, that they just rent. <laughs> they get charged like yeah. 50 bucks every, every year. notch, and they're like, worth it. <laughs> Um, the thing that was crazy to me also was that these four dudes, in my opinion at this point, though some of them have more likable qualities, but they are treated so much like a unit. Like they, they are treated so much like we're going to invest in all four of these guys. We're going to show them as kids and this long bond that they've had. They're going to do this nice thing for a, a handicapped child. We're going to really like, like these dudes. And then we're supposed to know that Thomas Jane and Damian Lewis are more important. Yeah, but and and they also fall into that like that white guys that look kind of similar. Yes. Yeah, yep. and especially with a blizzard going on, and some of them are <laughs> so covered. White. I'm like, I'm like, I, I, all right, I'm glad that you at least have a beard that changes well, length throughout the movie. And then when they would flash back, other than the kid who is supposed to be um, 
justified. Um, uh, what's his name? Tim Oliphant. Other than that kid, I couldn't tell who the kids are supposed to Oh, no. And what's his name? Jason Lee's kids got glasses, glasses. too. Red hair. But the other two were indistinguishable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, which is uh, the kids? Uh, yeah, sorry. But they are... A, for, a quartet of people who you're supposed it is like Stand By Me. They're on an adventure, the kids' version of it. They come across a handicapped kid. They save him from bullies. And then are- Bullies who are trying to make him eat shit. Yes. And, they're, and the bullies are holding the shit. And it, it, <laughs> I, I mean, it's a small detail, but it was a really like yeah, perfectly formed shit. They're was, already being punished. Like, yeah. you're punishing yourself. Yeah, by holding the shit in your this? hand. <laughs> and then they get superpowers. Do they ever show? I, I kept on going. Did I miss something? Like, does Duddis Duddis just? I think it's supposed to be a reveal. Uh, it makes more sense in again, and not much more sense, but a little more sense in the book. And that he he's the guy who's got magic powers, and it it rubs off on them just by being okay. in his oh. orbit. They get these powers, but it's really because he's this. Uh, I don't want to spoil anything, but he's. Uh, well, you can. You you can. I mean, we. I mean, oh, we no. can. Yeah, you like, can spoil. Yeah, why not spoil it? You can because it it will be worth it to. I think at least understand where we're going. He's an alien. Yeah, who's got? He's the 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 the, the um, uh, enemy enemy yeah. of the evil aliens, presumably in deep space. So he's a good guy, but he's a good guy, and he has given them now why he is. Under the guise of a mentally challenged child, wouldn't that be a very difficult life? Well, that I guess yeah. that I, that's is and that I was really hoping you were going to explain. Well, I'm going oh, to no, I'm gonna, no, 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 no. I I think I can maybe help here and say that the original ending mm. of the movie did not reveal Duddits to be an alien. Mm. So that's interesting. But in the book, it does. I can't. I don't recall. Oh, okay. I don't. So recall. the original ending is, uh, and I know we're skipping to the end here. Uh, we haven't even introduced that aliens are in here, and <laughs> we'll we'll get to that. Oh, but the, uh, uh, when there was an alien, when the alien turns into an alien, yes. You know, I, when he Damien Lewis turns around and there's an alien, a giant like nine foot tall gray. I was like, Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> well, like, like you know, like so, man, it's <laughs> it's hard to like even. Because you have to set it, I think even to understand what we're talking about, you have to lay it all out. Like, So they're in this vacation house. A man comes who's having some stomach problems. Yes. He's he's, uh, he's farting his brains out. Yes. He's, yeah. And there's a lot of bad farts in this movie. There's, uh, there's a lot of like. like comical like farts. Comical yes. body horror. Yes. You know, like it's almost like funny David Cronenberg, which, <laughs> yeah. by the way, is a type of movie I would love to see. <laughs> and he comes to their house and he's getting progressively sicker and his stomach is distended and weird and. They, you know, and he's getting sicker and, the, and they go to the, he has, he runs to the bathroom. They come home, they find like blood around the house and it's, he's in the bathroom and basically he has shit out this snake-like monster yep. who opens up like a vagina to he, a certain yeah, he extent. He is like both a dick and a vagina. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but it's, both. And it's covered, it's got teeth. Like, yeah. like uh, teeth that like run a, the yeah. length of its body almost. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's cra- and, it's crazy, and there's a and and um, it came out of his butt. It came out of his butt, and that's how these aliens. I guess they. It's like alien. There's a bunch of shots where people you see like their butts like blown open. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like because the guy falls off the toilet, and you see like his asshole like blown open by yeah. this thing. Yeah, and and so they they trap this 
slug-like alien in the toilet. Okay, I want to talk this, about this scene for one hour. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this, they said this scene took days and days and days and days Ooh, to shoot. Really? Really? Yes. Is so, it because he just kept being like, seriously, the toothpick? That's seriously what, what I'm doing? Yes, the really? toothpick. So they, 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 uh, these, they come home, they see this ultimate horror. The bathroom covered in blood. The man dead, his asshole blown out. They have this creature trapped in a toilet and they're like, sit, you know, they're like, sit on the toilet, Jason Lee, and tra- we'll trap him in there and then, uh, I guess, Thomas Jane or Damien Lee. No, Homeland. Homeland goes to get duct tape. He goes to get duct tape to figure it out. Which I believe he calls friction tape. He does call friction tape. <laughs> he yeah. does call friction and tape. And I was like, oh, some sort of special tape. Okay, that makes more sense. And then when he finds it and it's duct tape, I was like, no. Oh, that Brit. And I was wondering, is that because duct Duct tape is like a brand name? Oh. No. I think, I, I think it is, but I think it is a Xerox Kleenex situation. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Okay, I was then thinking maybe it's a British tape? thing. I, I would no say idea. it's a British thing. Oh. Like, I think that Damien Lewis probably like, oh, friction tape. And, and then they're like, oh, oh interesting. You know, and, like, and they're on this scene for six days. Fuck it. Friction <laughs> tape. <laughs> so Jason Lee has one job. To sit on the toilet. He's not wrestling but with the But he also has one defining characteristic. <laughs> this one is. defining character trait that sets him apart from the rest of the guys <laughs> is that in every frame of this movie, up until this one moment, he has a toothpick in his mouth. Mm-hmm. And, and while they were first interact with the alien, the thing that he drops are his, his toothpicks. Two so he's in a, he's in, now, you know, I think we can all see Curtis, you know, this is probably a, a as a writer, this is kind of the dilemma that you save like the, to create. Save the toothpick. Yeah, you have, uh, you have a character who needs his toothpicks, this but there's is, an alien. This is the baby carriage about to go down the yeah. stairs. It's, it's, you know, this is really good stuff. <laughs> and in the book, it still doesn't make sense. But it's, I think, I believe he's either a former alcoholic or drug addict. I can't remember now. But the toothpicks are, like, his way sure. of, like, curbing that yeah. and the stress or whatever. You definitely, like, get, oh, this is, like, his coping and he's in an extremely stressful situation. There's a <laughs> there's a blown-out butthole man staring at him and he wants a toothpick. There's also, like, 20 toothpicks, but only two didn't fall in the dead man's blood. Yes. So, and it's still, like, in grabbing this, you're definitely going to brush the blood. It's yeah. also a toothpick that's on the floor of a bathroom. <laughs> yes. Never mind a bathroom where a man has just died. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. also... He's in this bathroom, arguably for two minutes. Like he couldn't curb. Like, like he and couldn't be a, like. I, it, there's a monster in the toilet. Like yes. there's real fear. There's stakes. Yes, the toilet is like a bucking bronco of a of <laughs> yeah. a slug yes. man trying to come out and eat his butthole. But, and so he's, he's like, God, a munch on a but, toothpick. And so he's like literally taking his ass off the toilet to reach the toothpick to sit on the toilet. Well, <sighs> This is where it's, I, it, everything is wrong. And the tone, <laughs> the tone is is every single note is wrong. And they tried to make it, the whole thing, funny. Yeah. These guys are yeah. laughing through all of oh, this. Oh, yes. yes. Damien Lewis, in that scene, it's like a comedy scene you'd see in an improv show where someone's like, you got to keep that alien in the toilet. Damien Lewis runs. It's like dangerous. Yes. And then yeah. he comes back and he goes, hang in there, buddy. Yeah. And like squeaking a, like a, a, bike, a, horn. a bike horn. Yeah. He's like, ah, oh, Jonesy, ah, oh, Jonesy. Like. Yeah. And the guys are getting the car wreck. Thomas Jane and Oliphant get in a car wreck. They pull each other out there laughing. Yes. Like, oh, yes. man. We just, the they car flipped flip. the, the car, car like eight times. Yeah. And, and, they, and, and then they meet a woman who farts. It, it, <laughs> is, it, it is like you you combine two movies, but neither movie knew that they were in each other's movie. Like, yeah. So, like, those guys were reacting. 
I well, like a lighter. It's even a lighter big chill because they're not even addressing. It's not like oh, one of well, our friends like, died or it's any, like a horror movie or whatever with all this stuff. But there is scenes that are big chill, like like the one you just played where Jason Lee is cooking for everybody and they're all in the kitchen and he's like got blown last night. Yeah, yeah. like what the dinner scene where you're supposed to get to know these guys where they're all sitting around just like chatting and you're supposed. This is where you get to like like these dudes or get to know them, and they're just awful. They just yeah. Every one of them is each one is less likable than the last at that at that meal. And you're so confused by it because also you meet these characters in these kind of extreme moments in the beginning. Like again, who was cro- like, again? I'm getting confused between Damian Lewis and uh, Thomas Jane. Damian Lewis crosses the street, right? Yes. And yes. So he make he gets hit by a car. He he looks like he's committing suicide because the car the cars are racing down the street and he just walks in the middle of it. He gets hit and he's like, "Oh, that was six months ago. I got hit by that car." But it it's neither here nor there. It's not like, "Oh, this is a celebration that you're finally yeah. healed." And, and or, he was warned, and that's the yeah. thing. They know they're psychic. They know they have psychic connection to one another. One of them, jo- um, uh, Beaver. Jason Beaver, yeah, calls yeah. him like Jason Beaver. Be careful, <laughs> and goes, "Be careful." Like I don't know what's going to happen, but something's going to happen. Yeah, be careful. And he goes, "Why?" And he goes, "I don't know." <laughs> but wouldn't it have made even more sense if, like, he was on the corner and a car just hit it, like yeah. jumped the curb and hit, like? He looked again as a, an audience member. I'm confused. I'm like, is he suicidal? Like we because, have two suicidal ones now Tom, and yeah. a drunk one. Yeah. But then there appears at the end to be like some sort of reason why it happened to him. Right. They're like because that makes him he had to immune. Die. He yeah. said yes. he saw Duddits, so he's like Duddits was calling me, and I got I got hit, and then they, you know, it's, when he's dying, they're like he's dead, he's dead. He sees Duddits again as he's in the ambulance. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of POV shots. Yes. Oh yes. yeah. And then he said they and then uh, uh, Thomas Jane mentions later, I think he's immune because he I think he died. But immune to what? Immune to the alien sharing his body. Yeah. But that's not the way anyone has died. Everyone dies from a butt explosion. So no one has died yet from sharing their body with Mr. Gray. So we don't know (laughs) that that's a death causing situation. But the other thing is. Mr. Gray, oh god, <laughs> Mr. Gray, the giant alien Ist- who has Ist- a British accent. Mr. Gay uh, is how Duddits pronounces it. Yes, very oh, yeah. uncomfortable. Yes. <laughs> well, Duddits does a lot of uncomfortable things in this movie. Well, I think one of my favorite parts of the movie, a part where I wish there was sort of like sitcom like audience applause is when Donnie Wahlberg comes down the stairs as the adult Duddits. The reveal of Donnie oh Wahlberg. Oh see gosh. for me for me that reveal for me that reveal came when the credits rolled and I was like Donnie Wahlberg? <laughs> oh well, the, the fun credits where we relive the fun dinner oh they my had. God. The cre- the well, we, we should get. We'll get to the credits because the credits are, need to be like unpacked. No, like yes. a drive. Like <laughs> we haven't. We, we haven't have it's almost like a. Ra- it's almost like a rap version of the song. It's I like I was expecting know. like a Ninja Turtles rap. <laughs> That's like, Mr. Gray, he yeah. saved the day. Nope, Wait. that was done. It's in a regular way. Like LL Cool J from like Deep. What was it? Yeah, Deep Blue Sea. You know what? Let's just play it for a second because it is what we just talked about. So, so this is the the final line of the movie into the credits. This is a movie where we've just watched aliens and people dying, and it's it's a serious movie, and uh, it's this one right here. (laughs) John, if that really is your leg. I get it. I get it. They're my friends. We're all best friends. Here's the Duddits, Mercury Catcher. (laughs) 
It is. What <laughs> is the movie called Dreamcatcher? Well, that's that brings up Why a great Why is there point. a Dreamcatcher? What is that part of it? Well, okay, when we see the flashback <laughs> where we see the boys either like, if it was a process of getting powers and now this is like the, the moment where they finally fully realize their powers and they save another girl, that they say, let's do the Dreamcatcher, where they all put <laughs> their hand on Duddits's shoulder to mirror the Dreamcatcher they made for Duddits in Arts and, Cla- Arts and Crafts. Yeah. But and then s- that, that's, that's what is still that? nothing. Yeah. I, I mean, I assume it means like that sort of position is how they felt their powers is like, oh, well, we used to have to touch Duddits to get the powers. Now he's put it in us that we can. This is me taking like leaps and leaps. Guys, yeah. guys I have brought some OxyContin. <laughs> we're going to do it now. We're going to fucking break oh, this. Oh, it's up. It's a dream catcher. So, so Catch dreams. We're going to go away for a couple minutes. We're going to take these drugs. And when we come back, we're really going to get this movie. And we're going to understand. <laughs> Start over again. Can you imagine if we were like, how did we not get it? <laughs> okay, here it is. This is the movie. Okay, really? Okay, so Duddits makes total sense because yeah. You gotta understand for me, like I, at this time, I was I'm a uh, I'm a Stephen King like mega fan, super fan, and I'm most particularly a fan of the Dark Tower series that I'm was since childhood I've been reading those books. Series that spanned his entire career. They're making movies out of it and all this stuff. But so I was I would read anything. And I was a huge apologist for Steve, anything Stephen King. I'd be like, I don't care because I love him. He's been my whole childhood and, and, and adult life. I've loved his books. And uh, it was just crushing and crippling to read this book. It, it, was, it made no sense. And the fact that it went on for 600 plus pages. Ooh, oh, my God. Yeah, it just wouldn't end when it I did I feel end. like it was like his therapy to get out of the hospital. It's sort of like his journal yeah. in the hospital. Like, and yeah. then release it. Yes. Like it just. Yes. And he's dis- he's not disavowed it, but he's like, it's terrible. It's just a terrible book. It, it, it's well, I guess there's so many things that don't make sense. And one thing, too, that we I haven't even talked about, but I feel like I assumed was that Duddits was long dead until they reveal that he is not. Oh, yeah. Like there's there is a remembrance of him in this time. And they're yeah, like, they oh, cheers. they go like, yeah, just a dud. Yeah, that we can the first the night where um, he gets hit by the car and uh, Thomas Jane almost casually kills himself. Um, uh, they, he says, <laughs> I think we should go see Duddis this weekend. OK, but I was also like, are they talking about his grave? That's what yeah. I kind of felt like. And also, he's an alien, but can still get earthly leukemia. Or is yeah. that yeah. not really leukemia? Or is he an alien in the same way that. Mr. Gray is an alien in Jonesy's body. Uh, like, is he just well, okay. in the body of a boy? So. I don't think so because— no. So who's that well, woman? Well, yeah, the, well the, the, the alien jumps out of Jonesy, and Jonesy's still there. You're right. Duddis turns into an alien, and there's yeah. no, there's no so Duddis So who's body. the woman? An adopted Who's that mother? mother? Did she get like? Did she Superman him? Like find him in a field yeah. and then yeah. like maybe get, oh. because she because she's I like I think she's a caregiver, right? Oh, oh I'm sorry, audience. An enormous spaceship lands on Earth in this movie. <laughs> Crash lands in Maine. An enormous spaceship full of aliens crash lands in the, in this movie. But we're only going to spend like 10 minutes on it, Next. and it's like an hour and 40 in. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I and, kept on writing, when does this movie start? Like, it really starts about 30 minutes it in. It keeps starting. Yes. It and then, keep, different versions of the movie keep beginning every 20 to 30 minutes. We have not gotten to Tom Sizemore. Nope. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Sizemore has a whole journey. John Wayne's gun. Yeah. Uh, With a tracking device. <laughs> He's going to stand in an open snowy field and just shoot a helicopter. Yep, yep. Oh, my gosh. 
the mowing down of the aliens. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The the, the genocide the of the aliens. aliens. In the, uh, Morgan Freeman's eyebrows, which were <laughs> Morgan really Freeman's eyebrows oh, amazing. Amazing. out of control. Uh, why are the aliens standing in a field sending psychic message? There's no virus. What yeah. Like, <laughs> that's not going to work. And they're just waving. Like, we're just There's waving. There's no virus. There's no Don't virus. hurt us. <laughs> Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Everybody loves a little luxury, but doesn't mean they can always afford it. That's why there's Quince. Quince is your go-to for high-quality luxury essentials at affordable prices, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, washable silk tops and dresses, organic cotton sweaters, and 14-karat gold jewelry. Bam! The best part is this. All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes on the savings to you. I love my Quince stuff. I'm wearing my cashmere quarter zip and it looks good and i'm matching it up with a quince hat a little beanie for the cold and it is perfection give yourself the luxury you deserve with quince go to quince.com slash bonkers for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns that's q u i n c e.com slash bonkers to get free shipping and 365 day returns quince.com slash bonkers going back to your point in the beginning you're saying well, Duddits trained these four boys to help prevent the alien invasion. But Which we, is now happening as they are adults. But I would argue that it's been happening for a while because Morgan Freeman says I spent 25 years chasing yes. this thing all around the world. So it, it, Can't been, we assume that the next arrival of aliens will neither have Morgan Freeman nor the four boys— to, to combat it. Well, well I, yeah. th- I think uh, he says um, in the flashback where they f- go to find the girl in the drain, um, uh, which is just a normal sentence Dr- at this drain point. Girl? I have, uh, yeah, drain yeah. girl, have to breeze by. Um, but uh, Oh, I mi- also didn't like that her name was Josie. Yes, and there's Jonesy. And there's Jonesy, <laughs> because Duddits couldn't say either. Yes. I couldn't understand what he was talking about. But he, they realized, looking back, that he said Mr. Gay, meaning Mr. Gray. So my thought is that these <laughs> Aliens have been here for 25 years, going back to when Duddits came, and there have been small skirmishes that the secret blue 
body Blue army, Boys. Blue yeah. Boys, like has to has to keep under wraps. But that there is a bad alien amongst this race of otherwise pretty peaceful aliens named Mr. Gray who wants to start the war. That's what Dud says is Mr. Gray wants a war. Yeah. Oh, I think okay. they could even be from the same race and that crash landing, they are nice women and children who are like, because No, I don't think they are. You don't Does, think they are? Because they turn. Oh, yeah. that's right. And they, they, they make it like a virus. Scary. But Dud right. looks like the same, same alien that. No, is. he looks different. He's different. He's a is different he, color. He's a little nicer. But he, he also okay. has a weird sharp tail. Yeah, I think okay. I, I, they must be like neighbors. They must okay, be yeah. like of a similar. And now can we get to Damien Lewis's Stewie from Family oh. Guy impression? Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So Which is funny because he is he's British. British. Yeah. yeah. And he's doing a terrible. So once Mr. Gray, the alien, once the like nine foot alien, uh, uh, disapparates into uh, Damien Lewis. Yes. Damien Lewis disapparates. Thanks. Damien Lewis. <laughs> D- Damien Lewis becomes. This is the part of the movie that was the most confounding. To yes. Me. This becomes a movie in which his character is at war with himself, wherein who is controlling Jonesy's body? It becomes, Damien, the, it becomes the mask. Yes. And Damien, <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, God, I, and I they wish have, they'd just become the mask and there had been a big mambo number. And they have two-sided conversations where Mr. Gray is speaking in a hyperbolic British accent. Hello. Yes. Yeah. And and then when Jonesy is speaking, nobody's moving, like he's not moving his mouth and he looks stoic. Also... Damien Lewis is trapped in his quote-unquote memory house. Warehouse, memory warehouse. Memory warehouse inside his own mind, watching all the events of the movie happen out a window. Yes. Yes. A window that he looked in as a child. That part I could not make heads or tails of. And then also he's having interactions with Mr. Gray, the slug, inside his memory bank. And the memory, the memory vault is so weird. But let's take a listen to the dueling voices when (laughs) when they're kind of talking to each other. Here we go. What was that, Mr. Jones? What did we just pass on the road there? Are you speaking to me? Yes, I am, Mr. Jones. Or is it (laughs) Jonesy? That's what your friends call you, isn't it? (laughs) Let's be friends. Mr. Bond. Why are you letting me live? I'm borrowing you. We're going to take a little journey. Fuck you. I know what that expression means. I've studied the foul language section of your memory warehouse. How about this, Mr. Gray? Eat shit and die. Why do you call me Mr. Gray? Ask out for Ish Gagai. Oh. Someone told you about me. Who told you about me? So that you get an idea. Um, okay, okay, don't yes. talk about the Germans. Don't <laughs> talk about the war. I mean, he sounds like it's fucking faulty towers. It does. <laughs> Holy shit. Apparently, he was doing an impression of Malcolm McDowell. That was his actor's choice. Oh Amazing. My. Which is odd, though, because he's British. Yeah. You wouldn't have to. And put why, it on. why does the alien want to be British? Everyone yeah. would want to be British if they came here. They'd be like, what True. what earthly accent should True. I adopt? Oh, the one with the most authority. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah, that's it. So that's going on the entire movie. Oh, I'm sorry, Paul. No. Oh. It's not going on the entire You're movie. Right. Because it doesn't start for at least an hour. <laughs> yeah. So the, 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 the next hour is the next hour and a half is when it takes place. Right. And so they're having this. It just so feels my, like the entire movie because it's its own movie. Is when Timothy Oliphant has been like kidnapped by um Jonesy Alien. Oh, Mr. after Gray. almost having his dick get bitten off. Yes, by us by, a, by a, another ass worm. By another ass worm or shit weasel they call him. Yes. Oh shit. Oh. Thank you. And they're on that that um, you know, snowmobile. Shit weasel. 
is amazing. Yes. Yeah, that's and, and then finally, Timmy Lafont's had enough of helping the Stanley. And he's like, and he tells that uh, Mr. Gay to bite his bag. He goes, bite my bag. And then, the, then Jonesy slash Mr. Gay, Gray says, <laughs> I think I will bite your bag and everything else on you. <laughs> and he turns around and eats him. Yeah. And he like becomes like a, a big giant, like mouth, uh, teeth But mouth. the fact that this, this interstellar alien from a highly advanced civilization that's <laughs> yeah. come across <laughs> the cosmos is like, I think, you know what? I will bite your back. <laughs> I also love the the idea Pete. that <laughs> the idea of the memory vault is so interesting. It kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, there's a Sherlock. great Sherlock where you know like a well guy- memory palaces are a thing. You know, like right. that's like a I understand what they're referencing, but to to make it an actual place that he is trapped within yes, is, is complete insanity. And that he's having like a little chase scene in. There's like yes. one part yes. where he's like, oh, Mr. Gray is like busy. I don't know how Mr. Gray is busy, yeah. but he's like running around collecting files to then bring into his secret office, which for whatever reason, Mr. Gray can't access, but it's just an office. Oh, they explain I mean, all they, of that at dinner. Yeah. He's like, well, what? they're like, well, what do you do about the stuff yeah. you don't want to forget about? He's like, oh, I keep that in my secret office. That's but, where my blue bayou lyrics yeah, are. I had to make room. <laughs> but, but that's also the scene where that where they say, I mean, it's just, it's just Beaver again, again going. Just I don't remember Beaver? the warehouse. What's the mind warehouse? Like, come on, you know the yeah. mind warehouse. Yeah. No, I don't. Remind me. What's you know it, Beaver? You know what it is. <laughs> no, I don't. Explain it. Come on, Beaver. You know it. It's but, insane. Yes. It goes on forever. It's talking to the audience, which this movie yeah. oh, I yeah. think does a lot. Like, oh my god, thing, the whole like, movie. Like, can you please like? Like we need help. You got to yeah. explain it. Like, and which goes into when Jason Lee is dying. Uh, I, I, again, I just I'm, I, there's so many great little clips. I just like Jason uh, Lee. <clears throat> oh, sorry, Timothy Oliphant when he's dying. So oh, okay, go ahead. Wait, wait, go, go ahead with Jason Lee though. Jason Lee at a, at one point. Uh, Jason Lee and um, uh, uh, Damian Lewis are standing outside their cabin, and a helicopter <laughs> is flying above them. Jason Lee keeps a toothpick in his mouth while he's trying to shout words at a helicopter. So he's trying to both bite down on the toothpick and say his lines of dialogue. Take the toothpick out of your fucking mouth. <laughs> he's got he's got to and they got to know. We got to know that he'll do anything for that toothpick. Yeah. And they also are barely raising their voices and are trying to talk to people in a helicopter. Like, "Hey, down here." And the people are like, eh, just waving at it's nonsense. Well, it also does my favorite dumb thing. We talk about this in stealth as well, where people in helicopters look out the window to talk to people as if like they're, they're in a conversation. They're in a conversation together, which is like always the dumbest thing. It's yeah. like no one's like, hey, uh, I'm looking at your like. There's no reason to make eye contact when in dueling helicopters. Oh, <laughs> how about this? <clears throat> this blew my mind. So, so. Uh, uh, um, Tom Jane and uh, Justa, Tim Oliphant, are in a car accident because they, they find right. also a gassy person. And, <laughs> and Tom Jane's like, okay, I'm going to go get help. Tim Oliphant, you stay here. Tim Oliphant gets drunk with the gassy woman, okay? Very yeah. drunk. And a shit weasel comes out of that gassy woman, blah, blah, blah. But before that, Tim Oliphant just, apropos of nothing, goes, you know what I think? I think my friend Duddits is an alien. <laughs> well, that, that's it. This is like, so this I was like, whoa, he, wait a minute. He explains the whole plot of the movie. You're ridiculous. Yeah. This is amazing. Here, listen to <laughs> all the exposition. folks, there is one issue I'd like to bring up, just in case I should, you know, kick the bucket out here, turn into a goddamn pizza. 
Nailed it. <laughs> Not that I think that's inevitable. I'm sure Henry or Jonesy or Beaver will be coming to get us soon. Uh, uh, <laughs> They're my friends. We're all best friends. Mm. I'll be very candid with you about this. So please, don't get freaked out or think that I'm some kind of weirdo who you shouldn't meet for the best fried clams in Maine. Just some innocent fried clams at the West Wharf. <laughs> you see the four of us. Best friends, we all have this other friend by the name of Duddis. Oh and my our god. Friend Duddis, well, <laughs> this is not crazy. Your buddy. One day, long time ago, he gave us all this kind of gift. This ability Ugh. to know things. To this is in the movie. I love, I love the composer sting. Oh yeah. Just mind to mind. Do you see what I'm getting at? I think maybe our friend Duds is not from this planet. I what? think Duds is from somewhere else. <laughs> and he came here to prepare us for something. Crazy. <laughs> uh, perhaps the events of this movie. Talking uh. shit about the only perfect person I ever knew. Perfect person. <laughs> oh, so, so that's not shit. Good. I can't believe he's a human. <laughs> and he should be singing his praises, not questioning what galaxies. I gotta pee. That happens. Wow. Oh my gosh. That's like when you just hear that, like that's That's the, over an hour into the movie. And it's very like uh theater like. It's sort of yes. like let me tell well, you. It's a soliloquy. Yeah. With like the 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 slim like a uh, veil of no, he's talking to this passed out woman who's dead. But he doesn't maybe realize she's dead. But it was also like it sounded like they were like, you know, just in case the audience is lost, will you like improvise a monologue here, Tim? <laughs> and here are the bullet points. Yeah. Um, uh, and if you could repeat that your friends uh, no, as many times as friends, possible. Make friends, sure you say best friends. Because we like don't know if that dinner scene's gonna get us all we need. It smells like a reshoot. It's like we can get him yes. out there, we'll put the snow. Just explain the plot here, because we're finding people really are checking also, out. Also, I really couldn't believe that I didn't find Oliphant handsome in this movie. It was blowing my mind. I was like, <laughs> How is he? What's happening? His hair's just a little bit down, and I'm like no longer finding this guy super attractive like he normally always is. Well, he also is a creep. Uh, yeah. yeah. Now he uses his psychic powers to like hit on this woman and try to get her to have fried clams with mm -hmm. him at the best fried. Oh, good. It was just man. my subconscious being like, you shouldn't be attracted. No, to this he. Yeah, that's like your internal. Yeah, list. like red like, flag. Red flag. Red flag. This guy's a danger. He. I mean, he. He's an irreprehensible character. I think he's sort of flirting with this woman at one point yeah. too, or pretending. They're on a date or something, right? Yes. The, the dead woman with the thing out of her ass. Yeah, yes. he's he's not a likable uh, figure. Yeah, I guess maybe he like tried to ugly himself up because he needed to be a guy that people wouldn't be interested. Well, they're in? like, we got we got Thomas Jane, we got the handsome quotient down. <laughs> yeah, who else do we got here? Daniel is pretty handsome. Yeah. Let's give him a beard. Alphonse, <laughs> good looking guy. Let's just make him a creep. Yeah, he's a, a he's an alcoholic creep. creep. Uh. <laughs> um, and then Jason Lee, toothpicks. toothpicks. <laughs> oh my! Put them nerdy Buddy Holly glasses on him too while you're at it. Oh my gosh! This is. I also loved that whenever they would flash back to the kids when they were kids. And it's, even when they would meet with, like, when they come upon Duddits and the bullies are there, blah, blah, blah. Almost every single kid is given a ball or a frisbee or a piece of sports equipment to a, hold. A paddle with a ball at the end. It's as if when you hung out with your friends, you're like, oh, you bring a ball, you bring a basketball, you bring a football, I'll bring yeah. a frisbee. Well, it is so balls. funny. <laughs> Those flashbacks had, really did have the quality of a Stephen King made for TV movie from the 80s. Yes. Yeah. They yeah, looked like felt, it or, or, yes. or, or, or The Stand or something where you're like, 
This is terrible. It's, and that's good. what it felt. It felt like cheap like that. Yes. It didn't feel like, like there's any. Because yeah. the rest of the movie is actually relatively beautifully shot. Yeah. Like the look oh. of things is, is relatively it's nice. It's expensive. It's lovely. Like, the especially who, the main stuff. Like, yeah. all those big, uh, like, beautiful kind of, like, like fo- snowy forests of Maine. Yes. It looks gorgeous. And it's it, almost constantly snowing, which is, like, pretty visually cool. Just yeah. Like, yeah. Can't believe it's, like, always snowing. Two, two things. One, I think that the DP is an Academy Award winning Director of photography, pretty sure. Yeah. I believe it. And then two, how about those animals? Yeah, running. I oh, forgot yeah. about the animals yes. running. All yes. the practical animals yeah. running it, away. It was like a Warner Brother, like an yeah. old, like what do you, like uh, a Bugs Bunny or something. <laughs> yeah. All the animals were running. Also, <laughs> like repeating. The they, it was. Yeah. it was. They have, um, they have red stuff on them. They have uh, right. signs oh, they have the of the virus. virus. Yeah. Um, and we know that animals can have uh, shit weasels because yes. a, a poor German shepherd oh, yeah. suffers oh, yeah. his fate. He makes them eat it. But um, Morgan Freeman is obsessed with the idea of a hitchhiker. Well, there was a whole woodland parade that yeah. could <laughs> hitchhike out of this area. <laughs> That's right. Like, there well, are hundreds of deer carrying oh, yeah. this why virus. Not, no, right. Why not crash 20 miles in? Like, it's like it's right outside of Boston. The whole movie is about these aliens They can getting... also turn into mist and fly away. Why don't they just run? Why? Yes. yes. Just get to Boston. Why are the, why so are the aliens standing outside of this? ship waving. Why not just immediately, okay, you crashed, great, move, let's yeah, go. Go, let's, let's, let's mobile. Let's, 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 let's Exactly, let's red dust as fast as we can. <laughs> By the way, Curtis, you are right, That the guy, the cinematographer, or the DP was the guy who did Mad Max Fury Road. Whoa. Which, yeah, yeah, so yeah. yeah. And he's, the Harry Potter and, yeah, yeah, he's and like, a, like, like Rain a, Man and Very wow. Patient. Yeah. yeah. It looks, I mean, well, again, I mean, everybody top of the ticket. Involved. Yeah. Oh, yes. yeah. oh no, if you saw, if somebody was like, oh, do you want to meet uh, Lawrence Kasdan on this movie, uh, William Goldman wrote about yeah, fuck That's yeah. That's what Damian it. Lewis said in an Stephen interview. Stephen King just, book. He yep. said it. He was like, hey, when he's like, when Lawrence Kasdan hands you uh, a script uh, that William Goldman has written from a Stephen King novel, like you go, yeah, it's an yeah. easy answer. I kept thinking, I kept thinking about them like calling their moms and being like, oh my gosh, I'm about to be in the best thing of my <laughs> it's, career. Uh, it's all happening. And then just the sadness of like, <laughs> yeah. oh boy. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> midway through they must have. I mean, but you read that. I guess they were all relatively lesser known then. Yes. So yeah, this they, is they before kind of, everybody. Everybody's big. Was Oliphant on Deadwood yet? I don't He'd even done know. He'd done Go. Right. I think yeah, done I think go it's, yeah, because it's 2003, so that's pretty early <laughs> for all these guys, I think, yeah, at that point. Yeah, yeah. Um, there, but there's so many weird things, and I imagine also, if you're adapting that book, you must go like, I don't know if this is a good book, though, because it's, it, it is... It, I mean, the the book is, you know, relatively given, like, an average of a C-plus rating, which is – so it's not, like, the best Stephen King book oh, that no, you're no, adapting. No, no, no. And then also there's, like, weird little things. This is a detail <laughs> I thought was interesting, too, that – Morgan Freeman's character in the book is called Colonel Kurtz yep. in a reference to oh, Apocalypse, Apocalypse yep. Now. Yep. But in the movie, they were like, no, no, we don't want – like, that's even – They named him we, Colonel Curtis yeah. in the yeah. movie. <laughs> Which, you know, I appreciated, <laughs> but still, ridiculous. It's just a weird thing. And, and to talk about this ending. Still haven't talked about Sizemore. Oh, my oh, gosh. Oh, we got to get into Sizemore. And the finger shooting off. Oh, yeah. Oh. There's a lot Scouts of eyebrows. And dick the eyebrows on, on Morgan Freeman which are, are, are like crazy. prosthetic eyebrows. Yep. Uh, the, there's a part where Timothy Oliphant, the, the, the shit weasel, grabs onto his dick. And then he, like, continues to... Uh, kind of talk and interact. I'm like that guy. That your dick is bitten off, and he is not acting I don't like think he's. He didn't get it. I don't think it was. Okay. He says it tried to bite my yeah. dick. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, so yeah, it just no. got like in the area. Yeah. Okay, yeah. all right. And then he said, "He said I always thought my ex-wife would do that." Yeah. yeah. He throws out like a fucking like horse spell. An ex-wife zinger. Yeah. There's Catskills comic. There's so many lines that are masquerading as quips in this movie. <laughs> I mean, it's like old guys. Middle-aged guys yeah. who wrote and made this movie yeah. that should have been made by young, aggressive filmmakers. Do you guys think that, 
William Goldman and Lawrence Kasdan were just ahead of their time and that this is an allegory for the refugee crisis where refugees <laughs> are crashing ships into our shores mm-hmm. and they are trying to spread their... Their virus. Their virus. Yes. Yes. The yes. virus of terrorism. Yeah. MAGA. Yes. Well, right? that's, that's MAGA. That, well, that's, Make America that's, great again, guys. That's the H.P. Lovecraft thing, and see who Stephen King's really influenced by. H.P. Lovecraft wrote all these Cthulhu stories that sure. were very, um, well, they weren't really that big in their own time, but all these guys, King and all these guys, were super influenced. He was a, a insane racist and xenophobe. Really? Uh, oh, yeah. H.P. Lovecraft. Lovecraft? Really? Horrible racist and xenophobe. Huh. And all his books, that's what they're about. Really? It's oh, all really? things coming out of the ocean to fuck the women and take the, yep. the, the, from the erudite professors and steal for the white people and take their stuff and from outer space it's all references to boats and planes uh, coming to oh, America wow. and these and always there's always a section in some H.P. Lovecraft story where they meet like some swarthy Middle Eastern like weird cultist and it's dangerous alright I'll audition what's, yeah. what's <laughs> right. where, where are we going with it um, so to talk about the end of the book in the end of the book the end of the movie so the end of the book uh, so they, they get done at a certain point Duddits confronts the alien. They have like an alien fight, and then you know Duddits dies. The alien so fight is so anticlimactic. So when Duddits turns into an alien, he's an alien for like fifteen seconds. They stab each other's with their tails. They a shroud appears over them, and they die. Yeah. Well, I think because it's all a reshoot. Yeah. Because oh. all right. So in the book, this is what happens. In the book, it seems like. Well, I know it. In the book, Henry and Duddits use their powers to smother Mister Gray with a pillow. With a pillow? Yes. In wow, I don't remember inside Jonesy's mind. What? what? How do they get so, in his mind? I, I don't <laughs> well, they know. Ha- I think he can pull them in, can he? Oh Maybe, yeah. my so, gosh! So that's the end of the book. So you want to talk about anticlimactic? Like a that pillow? A pillow? Yeah, kills the alien. Yes. Now, in the original version of the movie, and it takes two of them to push a pillow onto his face. <laughs> and in the movie. Instead of turning into an alien, Duddits just does that thing with his finger where the swirly thing happens. And then the air gets all swirly, and then it turns into a beam of light that shoots the alien back into a wall, and it explodes. And then Duddits shouts, I Duddits, and he falls down dead. <gasps> yeah. And then they all go visit his gravesite, uh, and they sing the Blue Bayou song at his gravesite, which I do have a This is the original up. ending? This is the original ending. That's and how then, it should have ended. And, <laughs> yes, and, sure. and his gravestone has the Blue Bayou lyrics on it, <laughs> which... Don't seem to connect with Duddits at all. It seems like that was their thing. It wasn't like Duddits sang Blue Bayou. No, no. they sang it to him to calm him down when they were trying to make him eat shit. Oh, right. Like I said, in in the book, there's this, at this climactic moment, there's this big major reference to it with, yeah, it says Pennywise lives. And there's actually a statue. And there's a little inscription from the kids from it saying Bev and all the kids from it and saying the Losers Club for all the lost out there. And it's a whole huge... it reference that I think there should be a policy <laughs> that you don't reference better things yes. that you've written in your, it just yeah. reminds people how shitty the thing that you're or reading is. Or it's just like a watching. coda to remind them that they have other work. Like, uh, but remember this, don't be too mad. <laughs> you'll, you'll Available at Amazon.com. Yeah. But it's also like, I feel like those are the nuggets that you throw in so people buy the books. Like, hey, you know, they have a whole thing about yeah, Pennywise. That's right. Oh shit, it's like it a sequel. It got me to see the movie. Right, I yeah. was like, oh, maybe there'll be some it stuff in this movie. Because it's like, it just is enough to be like, oh, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like a, it, you know, but yeah, without that. Uh, obviously, 
we have a lot of opinions about this movie. I want to take a moment to hear some second opinions. Uh, also, uh, before we get into that, I want to remind you that Blake Harris is on the case. He has been doing these amazing uh, interviews with people from Stealth all the way back to uh, Sleepaway Camp. And he... Hopefully we'll get in touch with somebody from Dreamcatcher, and everyone's kind of talking, so maybe uh, we'll see. Even Lawrence Kasdan was like, this movie put me in jail for a long oh, time. Yeah. William Goldman didn't write another movie until like a year and a half ago. So oh. crazy. He said Good he Will Hunting, right? He had a movie with Tom <laughs> Hanks uh, that he couldn't get made. Uh, really? Yeah. He's like, he's like, I had everything ready. He goes, a novel that was yeah. written by Richard Russo, you know, the guy who wrote Nobody's Fool. He's mm-hmm. like, we were all ready to go, and like, nah. The nah, movie nah. lost, you know, over like $40 million. Oh, so. I would assume so. This yeah. is bananas. So uh, definitely check out our mini episode where Blake will have uh, somebody there and also on Slash Film. But now let's get into some second opinions. Second opinions from top to bottom. Crazy movies are fun. They're not your first, but they're gonna be a second. From the depths of Amazon they come. Second opinions for everyone. Second opinions. These are second opinions called from Amazon five-star reviews. These are all five-star <laughs> reviews of Dreamcatcher. There's so many good ones here. Um, okay, let's let's start here from Mike. Uh, he writes, this isn't the book. How can it be? Get over it already. Why are you making comparisons, okay? It's a small group of people's interpretation of the story that they read, Okay. If everything was meant to be taken verbatim, then I imagine Stephen King would have done it himself. Do yourselves a favor. Put your expectations in the trash. You'll have more fun in life. Five stars. You'll have more fun. Put your expectations signed, in the trash. Signed, uh, signed Donald Trump. If you, if you expect trash, you're going to get trash. I'm going to put that on a pillow. Put your expectations and in the trash. Oh, my God. Um, this is from Jonah Fight. Uh, I like to ski, so having this movie done in the snow and having it involve aliens totally sold me. I hope those warm monsters don't come to Pittsburgh. I'd squash them. <laughs> Five stars. Oh, my God. I like to, to ski. ski. Just like this is no. His reviews also double as like slight singles ads. <laughs> Check me out if you also love skiing and live in the Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh area. <laughs> um, right, look out. If you act wrong, I'll squash it. <laughs> um, this is the one that I like too. It's just uh, simple from Doc. Brilliant. I think he's actually reviewing the book. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. How does a man have elements of such a book floating around in his brain? Oxycontin, oxycontin. <laughs> five stars. That's it. Just impressed that a man can create five stars. Oh. Um, and then um, this one I like because it goes on a journey. Uh, by Doppelganger. There's just a cozy feeling to it. Stephen King style humor mixed with gore. It's a great movie. And I even like the story. <laughs> I mean, okay, it's not great, great, but it's really good. Especially when you have to stay inside if you get, like, the flu or you have a broken leg. What? Hit by a car. Yeah. Regardless, it's definitely worth a look. I mean, look, I've never met anyone who hated it. And if you don't love it, you'll probably just be glad that you saw it. And then you'll move on to your next scary or funny Sunday rainy day movie. But again, this is one of my favorite movies. <laughs> and everyone's got a few of those. So... 
I know you'll understand. Five stars. <laughs> oh, wow. wow. That sounds like um, uh, uh, Timothy Oliphant's uh, drunk. Hey, guys, <laughs> seriously, folks. Um, listen, we're all friends, so we have to be best friends and understand that sometimes movies might not be for you, but sometimes they are when you're best friends and your friend's an alien, and you need to stay in on a rainy day. That's just me. Sorry. So, anyway, so I don't Hope need you to understand. <laughs> I gotta say, look, we're, I mean, I got it. Like, Lawrence fucking Kasdan. Yeah, man. He wrote Empire Strikes Back. Yes. Oh, he's, he's amazing. I, and I think he even said it. Did he write? Raiders. Raiders. Jedi, Raiders, Last Raiders Return of the Jedi, The Bodyguard, Force Awakens. In an interview I read, he said he wrote Re- Return of the Jedi as a favor to George Lucas because he didn't want to do any more Star Wars. He was like, wow. I did it. And half the stuff that was in Temple of Doom, he wrote. He wrote that and they wow. just moved it into Temple of Doom. He's like, you know, he's incredible. So I feel. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean look, wrote Big the Chill, Silverado, Accidental Taurus, Grand Canyon, Wyatt or Mumford. Like, He's written like a bunch and, of and, and, and when you go, but I mean, it's all the president's men and yeah. marathon man. And and if but I can recommend to your audience, Paul. Yeah, please. If you want to see another William Goldman stab at horror, uh huh, it's available. I think on Amazon Prime, but if not, it's on Shutter or something. Is a movie based off one of his own books called Magic, starring a young Anthony Hopkins. Oh, I know this movie as a with a ventriloquist dummy. Ooh. And it's Anthony Hopkins and a ventriloquist dummy. I won't say anything more than that, but it's a thriller horror yeah. written by William Goldman, based on a William Goldman book. Oh, I got highly magic. highly recommend okay. that 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 it has a it has this very Jonesy Mr. Gray quality. Oh, I'm very excited <laughs> about that. Uh, I want to see that. Uh, Final Amazon oh. review here. This is my favorite one, all in caps. Okay, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, <laughs> tell me, honestly, you're in a secluded cabin in the woods and you look out the window and you suddenly see every single animal in the forest <laughs> running in horror the other way? You're not scared? <laughs> Whatever. You guys all smoke too much crack. This movie rocked. Five stars. <laughs> Wait, what? And, uh, and those animals were, weren't even running in horror. <laughs> they were just they trotting. Were trotting. <laughs> they were trotting. Oh, oh my God. God. And it, was, it was very cute. That yeah, it was a cute moment. Yeah, it was a, a very like Bambi a family moment. of bunnies. Yeah, there's bunnies. There was like a <laughs> bunny family. Oh, my God. Uh, this movie, I also wanted to just share with you the tagline. Of, of this movie. Put your oh, expectations no. in the trash. Your, <laughs> <laughs> These are the ones, because it, it goes, four friends hung a dream catcher in their cabin. It's about to catch something it cannot stop. That is not Nothing, anything no. to do nope. with this no. plot. No. Nope. The dream all. catcher is irrelevant. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Entirely <laughs> irrelevant. It does technically catch the virus. Uh, like yep. the virus starts growing over it. Okay. Um, it burns up. Yeah. And it, so it can't stop virus or fire. <laughs> I know that his, his wife convinced him to change the na- the title, Stephen King's yes, wife. from cancer. Cancer to dream catcher. So that might have just been like, a, oh, fuck, now I got to weave a dream catcher into this thing. Yeah, like, you know, uh, last, you know now I got to go back. <laughs> so, yeah, you're right, because it doesn't feel, no, I mean, again, it's there are a lot, and I think when Stephen King fails, and you would probably be able to speak to this more than I, Curtis, but when he fails, it's only because he's put too many ideas into something because there are a lot of singularly good ideas in this. Like the idea of that gestating alien that comes out of your ass. That's like, like that's like, like there are moments like in a cabin, very thing like can take over your body, but it just, then uh, I cut him slack. He had been hit by a fucking car. Sure. Yep. He almost died. He wrote the stream of conscious. I completely cut him slack. Of course. Cause whatever, he's fucking great, but it was all the ways in Stephen King can be bad. Uh, with the, like like the way that the beaver character talks, that's sort of slangy, that doesn't exist anywhere. Yeah. A magical um, 
uh, kids challenged, stuff. but like either mentally challenged mm-hmm. or uh, or he'll he'll go to the well often with like people who are who are disenfranchised in society, marginalized in society. He always they're always magical, mm-hmm. and he comes from a generation like the 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 baby boomers where that is like obviously we make fun of it now. There's like the magical Negro in a movie yeah. or magical this. He's from that generation sure. of guys. So it's every bad habit and cliche of that generation of guys thrown into a science fiction book. But, we, and again, I'll cut Stephen King the slack because he wrote it injured on OxyContin. <laughs> I won't cut any of these other dildos any slack <laughs> but why, why for reading you? that book and being like, oh, yeah. we Like, why can't it just be relegated to the trash heap of, like, that's Stephen King's worst book? Yeah, oh, I, it's oh, a I bummer. Agree. It's his worst book. Or, but everybody yeah. was like, nope, we got to make an $80 million movie yeah, out of yeah, this. Yeah. Or why don't why don't you go, you know what? This Stephen King book is a little messed up. How can we, How can cut, we yes, cut out make the stuff more that sense they, yeah, of it. And, and, and streamline it? No, no, well, everyone's got to well, like. That's the other problem, too, is that he tried to be too close to the material of the book. Uh, Whereas, okay. like, you know, Stanley yeah. Kubrick's like, oh, this is a, whatever. Yeah. I'll take yeah. the names of the characters in a hotel with ghosts and I'm going to make an awesome, incredible movie. Yeah. That Stephen King hates. That Stephen King hates, yeah. <laughs> probably like, he likes the Stephen Weber version, every, right? every person probably <laughs> yes. just picked their favorite um, major plot that there are, like, six of in this movie <laughs> and insisted that their favorite was in, and then that's how, like, the movie was, like, exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, well, obviously, this is the time where we – I don't know where you all fall on this, but we'll say, mm-hmm. would you recommend uh, – knowing that we're watching movies – that are, you know, they're, they're bad good, you know, or, or, or good bad. Uh, would you recommend this to someone to see? I'll start and say, I do. I, I was thoroughly entertained, and we, we didn't even touch on bigger things uh, yeah, we, we Yeah, we barely t- – like, here's what I'll say. I, w- I really – I, when the movie started to focus more and more on Morgan Freeman and Tom Sizemore and the Army and all that, I lost steam pretty hard. Um, up until then, great. Loved it. Yes, I, I'm so sorry. Did you want to go? No, no, no. Go for it. I, I, I've seen it three times. <laughs> so, yes, I would absolutely recommend it. If, if for nothing else, just the Jonesy, uh, Mr. Gray mask, you know. Yeah, there's that, a- that stuff was so funny to me. Um, and jarring. I, I, that alone is worth the price of admission. And the animals running also really sold. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think I, I think if you're in like a snowy cabin and you have the flu, <laughs> why not pop this? Or, wait a second, did you, you broken you your leg? <laughs> or like, if you broke your leg, I don't know. You know there are worse, You guys understand there are worse movies, and um, and you just don't, never, be, don't be too mad. I've never heard of anybody say like they hated it. Yeah, like certainly no, and like <laughs> if, even if you watch it and you don't love it, but you, it is your favorite movie. Well, well, and everyone's got a couple of those. Um, uh, yeah, I think there's enough redemptive, like, ridiculous fun in it's, this. I mean, like, just the fart stuff alone. Oh I'm my so God. incredulous that that was in this movie. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. It, it, it's because it, be it's whole, comical farts. Yeah, it's, it's like, like yes, yes. It's, it's like yeah. Wet Hot American Summer style fart. And yeah. then, it's like, like <laughs> then the guy leaves, and they're like, "Who opening windows?" Like, oh boy, like cut to like laugh track. Yeah. It was in, like just insane. So I, I would think, love a cut of this movie, like Curtis said, like where it is, like laugh track and applause break. Yes. It's like a sitcom style thing. And, Lawrence, and like, ooh. did Lawrence Kasdan write anything else between this and, and the Force Awakens? I think um, I, don't I even think he wrote know. that. He wrote that movie, I believe, at like Sweet, like a. I call it like a not an older person movie, but it is an older person movie. Right. It was like like sweetest kiss or something like that. Mm. Um, uh, well, 
You can you can do that research yourself. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry. Uh, but uh, if you wow. have an opinion on this movie, we'd love to hear it. You can call us uh, at six one nine Paul Ask. That's P A U L A S K six one nine. Are you Ask. still taking calls at six one nine Paul Ask? That's for ASS. That's a different line for a different show. But yeah, okay. I am taking. Just, but this uh, is for more for the podcast yep. and and Dreamcatcher. Or you can leave a comment <laughs> on it. the Earwolf.com message board. But now uh, let's talk to our amazing guest, Jess. You have a you have a brand new. Show show on ABC Digital. Talk to us about this show. Um, yeah, it's called Serious Music. It's on, you can watch it on ABC.com for free. Ooh, um, nice. Yeah, if you got the ABC app, um, uh, but you could just watch it for free. And it's about me and my writing partner, uh, Zach Reno, um, playing versions of ourselves where um, we're two comedians who write songs and like a Justin Bieber type uh, thinks one of our songs is real and hires us to be songwriters. <laughs> so then we like uh, are undercover trying to understand the music industry and make him a less shitty person. That's awesome. I'm very excited. <laughs> See it, and you and Zach are amazing, and your songs are great. And can people find them online too? Yeah, you can like find the Zach and the Jess on yeah. on uh, YouTube and see some of our our vids. Some yeah, classic vids. Some well, classic we'll, vids. We'll check those out. Watching those vids. Yeah, just watch those vids. Curtis, do you have anything you would like to plug? Talk about? Fuck no, I'm a <laughs> I'm a TV writer, so I'm you can I yeah. wander the hills <laughs> like just crying, waiting for the next gig to come in. <laughs> And being upset, so there's nothing I can particularly plug. But we can I'm plug just, your Twitter or your or your Facebook. Sure, or your sure, Instagram, sure. Yeah. yeah, if you want to see my adorable dog, you can come to follow me on Instagram yeah. or Twitter, or whatever. It's just Curtis Gwen. That's awesome. Uh, and Jason, what do you got to talk about? Nothing much, really. All right. Uh, I will plug that we will be in Anaheim later this month for the Now Hear This Fest Saturday night. You can come check that out. Go to nowhearthisfest.com. Also check out Blunt Talk. I'm on that for a couple episodes this season. And uh, make sure you check out our mini episode next week. Uh, you can check out Blake's article on Slash Film. He just talked to the the technical advisor of Stealth, and it was a great interview. <laughs> uh, and you can follow us at HDTGM on uh, Twitter and on Facebook. Uh, a big thank you to our engineer, Sam uh, Averill Halley, who from Movie Bitches, uh, who cuts all of our clips. She's amazing. Uh, July Diaz, Nate Kiley, Marissa Zeitz, Leanna Waldron, and everybody here at Earwolf. Thank you so much for listening. As we leave, let's take a quick listen to all the main characters from the movie singing Blue Bayou uh, from the edited f- uh, version, the ending of the movie. Saving there you go. Nickels, saving dimes Working till the sun don't shine Looking forward to happier times On Blue Bayou I'm going back someday Come what may to Blue Bayou Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.